You're listening to the In Search SEO Podcast by Rank Ranger. Oh, 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 that's right. You are listening to the In Search SEO Podcast, the only podcast painting the town red and bringing down the house. With exquisite search marketing insights, today we are speaking to Deepak Shukla, who stopped by to talk about all things targeting new SEO clients, from how to find better leads for better SEO clients, to is the market shifting, is SEO passe, should you be peddling organic growth instead, and to how pushing hard to get those new SEO clients shouldn't mean coming off as spammy. But first, we're going to get into why a new course of action based on trends data alone might not be the best idea. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I'm joined by she who did not even know The Big Lebowski was a movie, Sapir Carabello. By the way, I still don't know anything about it. So. I, like, I, I, don't start, okay? Just the great, on. Greatest movie ever. Guy writes a check sure, for I'm milk sure in, the super sto- in the supermarket sure. for 79 cents. Right. I'm just talking over to you at this point. I don't care. Fine. By the way, how awesome is Forget the Big Lebowski. I mean, don't forget it. I think you should watch it. You're going to love it. Forget it. Forget it, here. It's ridiculous. It really is. I'm sorry. Like, I'm fed up. I can't. I can't deal with this. Finally. Leave Where's the alone. producer to this show? Hello? I can't work with her anymore. It's ridiculous. She's like the Big Lebowski. But can we talk about something more important than that, which is very hard to do? Please. How awesome is the new intro music? Oh yeah, totally awesome! Freaking awesome! I love it. Little who little. It? Um, who has two thumbs and is currently <laughs> pointing at himself and is totally awesome? <laughs> Happy me! I picked it. I would, I would, I would describe you differently, but okay. Oh, but it's awesome though. It's like a little bit of yeah, '80s is, in there. Oh, I love '80s music. It's like guilty it. pleasure. It's so good. Yeah. Ah, awesome. Okay. Anyway, do not forget, we put out a new episode of the In Search SEO podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find it on the Rank Ranger blog. You can find it on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and wherever great podcasts are found. And of course, you can and should subscribe on iTunes. Also, don't forget, check out the new uh, Twitter page at InSearch underscore SEO. Bonus content each Wednesday and Thursday of the week. So take a look. For that, and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. You can sign up for the InSearch SEO Podcast newsletter by heading over to Twitter, looking at the InSearch uh, underscore SEO, the InSearch SEO Podcast Twitter page. There's a post, a pinned post with a place to subscribe. Or if you go to the blog post for this podcast, you will see a place to subscribe. Or if you go to the category of podcasts on the Ring Ranger blog, you will also see a place to subscribe. There are many places to subscribe to the podcast newsletter. You not only get up-to-date information on when a new episode is coming out, who's coming up next, but we offer hand-picked content. I hand-pick the content of things you might want to be, uh, you might want to read, things that are interesting that came out of the SEO world off the Twitterverse, and so forth. So some great extra material for you there with the newsletter. Oh, right, and fine. we have to plug Rank Ranger, our, our sponsor, our host yeah. company, our parent, Rank Ranger. <laughs> Do not forget, when you want to track your organic marketing efforts like a beast, you want Rank Ranger 
all sorts of competitive growth analysis, SEO, ranking reports, off the charts, above the fold reporting, SERP feature data, you name it, we got it. Head over to RankRanger.com, sign up for a 14-day free trial, no credit card necessary because we are not spammy, and check out the platform for yourself. Seeing is believing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great show for you today. I sat down with Deepak Shukla to talk about the state of SEO, uh, state of the industry from a client building perspective. Super interesting stuff. A lot of it had to be edited out. A lot of bad words were spoken. So uh, props to Levy for doing his editing. He's our number one editor. He's our only editor. Uh, <laughs> but, but first, before we get into that, saw something amazing on Twitter about like two weeks ago. Um, we actually shared it in our newsletter, so another reason why you should subscribe to the newsletter, but I really want to get deep into this one because, oh, I love this stuff. It's freaking awesome. It's like it's like SEO mana from heaven. It's glorious. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, no, yes. It's also about user intent, which is one of my favorite topics. So here's a bit of the overall SEO impact on judging reality based on on trends. So here's the deal. Kevin Indig, who will be our guest next week, who is awesome and an amazing bodybuilder, so two great, super SEO, super bodybuilder, um, put out a retweet of some Google Trends data. Someone put out a tweet, he retweeted it, had a little comment there. You saw this appear, right? It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it showed that the trajectory of searches with the word best was going up and that the searches uh, with the word cheap was going down. Yeah, I mean, so it looks like over time, things with best in them, um, they're trending up, whereas things with cheap in them are becoming less popular. So let me ask you, Sapir, first reaction to this. Go. First reaction, okay, I don't know, like, People needs are changing. People now prefer quality over price. Maybe prices are pretty much the same in certain industries. So people care more about the quality. I don't know. There can be like tons of explanations, really. Prices are the same? Where, where are you shopping? In where are you shopping? Now, in certain industries, there's like a, um, like a status quo. Of, okay. Like, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll let that and then, slide. And then people compete mm-hmm. over other, like, you know. I don't know about I don't know by pricing the same, but the first yeah, like it sounds like you're right. right? It sounds like people prefer quality the best over pure price, cheap. That's what it sounds like. But I am here to tell you, you cannot cannot look at this data and make pretty much any judgments about it without going deeper. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, too long didn't read. Here you go. Okay, here's like the one statement you want to walk away with everything we're about to explore. You ha- <coughs> before I just stop, I have to choke first. Okay, <laughs> you have to dig deep into trends, dig deep into trends data to understand what's what. Let's dig into this though, because this is so juicy. Once you start looking into this a little bit, because again, it sounds like super simple, right? Um, Google showing the trend that searches and everything goes best is going up, and the term cheap. Is becoming less popular. Seems pretty straightforward, but I'm going to tell you, and I hope to do a write-up on this at some point. Okay, I'm going to tell you some quick and easy points that I think y'all might want to listen to and possibly consider. Y'all. Y'all. I, was, I had a Twitter <laughs> conversation about that southern. word. 
I, but yeah. that is the best thing I took away from um, my wife's from Baltimore, and we actually lived in Baltimore for three years. The best thing I inherited from Baltimore, other than my wife, is the, is the usage of the word y'all. It's just it's it's like the best word no one ever created. Okay. Y'all. So y'all want to consider this, okay? One. I think I have like three or four points. Where are my notes? I think I have three points. Okay. One. 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 Delaying. We're waiting. We're waiting. Delaying. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the first point, no, the first point's really simple. Like, just because you see, just because you see a correlate, a, a trend correlation, oh, keywords with best, searches with best are going up, searches with cheap are going down, doesn't mean that they're actually related. I can find you a million different trends going down at the same time as best is going up. <laughs> right. Right? So how do you know they're really related? So you have to dig into that. Now at face value, yeah, like those are very those are very much um, you know, interchangeable terms. Best, cheap, um, top, most popular, those kind of things seem to be all related. So let's go with it in this case. But it is a question you need to ask. Mm-hmm. Oh look, there's a trend chart. One's going up, one's going down. They might not be related. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're not related. Who knows? Who knew? I thought all this time you were really my father, but no, we're not actually related. Oh, that was the wrong place to go with that. Anyway, point is got to be careful how you interpret a trend. Two. Number two. Two. How we search may change. We're seeing a change in how we're searching, but that may change based on how content's being generated and how content expectations have changed. I'm not sure I'm following. What do you mean? Like, um, okay. So we, we've adapted how we change content, or how we write content, create content, um, because Google now looks at things more the way um, that a person might, right? Content of greater quality. So a, a simple, like, we've changed, forget, forget users, like, which we totally forget about half the time anyway. People are writing better content irregardless of their inability to actually think that people are reading it. And they're writing for the search engine, but now the search engine is getting closer to a person. So... Backhandedly, people are, who have no idea that people are actually reading their content and are total idiots are writing better content because they're writing for the search engine who's trying to think like a person. Get it, got it, good. That means uh-huh. that I think that things like a simple list of like cheap products, like here's the top 10 cheap products with very little content, very little explanation, very little anything, just like a simple list, like top 10 cheap products you want to buy if you want to make your face look 10 years younger. It's not going to cut it anymore. It's not gonna, it doesn't cut it for Google anymore. Like, but what if what if the the website is like super popular and it gives you like that list? You know what I mean? Yeah, kids just, like, or their aberrations. It, even without like content. Like, first of all, I, I'm talking from a search perspective. Like, if 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 idiots want to go to a website that's like terrible because it's like for some reason popular, <laughs> like Snapchat, then then fine. Like, I'm I'm, I'm talking from a, <laughs> from a search perspective. Yes, there are a lot of stupid people okay. who can do a lot of dumb things. Those are aberrations. <laughs> Most people, right? If I told you, right? Like, let me ask you, okay? When you shop, mm. okay, do you want something yeah. that offers you a lot of content? Or do you want something that offers you eh, like a line or two about whatever it is? Uh, I guess the more content, the better. Right. Like I need, I need, I need, it to ha- I need like, the product to have like, a, a good description. Of course, right? So we're going to start writing content that's fuller, that goes into the products, that goes into the customer's experience. Um, And a lot of this not only has to do with Google, but it's what we expect 
and what we're comfortable with as as consumers. Like, I don't know if you're old enough to right. remember this, right? I, do you remember infomercials appear? What? Like, you know, it's like spam for it was like spam for TV. I don't watch TV. That just gave you what you're. First, of all, I don't watch TV either. But have you ever watched TV? Uh, when I was really young. Wow, like that's amazing. Show. That's just like. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't watch TV anymore either. But like, okay, so there used to be this thing on you like up like so three. It's trash now. TV sucks. Oh, TV totally sucks. Yeah, I don't watch TV either. It totally stinks. <laughs> that said, <laughs> if you like were like okay. you couldn't sleep, you're up like three o'clock in the morning. So like, there's okay. really nothing on TV except for like some crazy thing on the Spanish Channel or infomercials <laughs> where they're trying to sell you this product. They have like, imagine there's a guy on stage showing a product and there's a whole audience, okay. but the audience is all scripted. So they're watching oh. this thing and I remember they, they, there were no go slow cooker. That was the most famous one. The guy has like this like slow cooker. I don't even know what it is. It's like you're cooking meat slowly, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I've seen the infomercial okay. a million times. I still have no idea what it is. Why did you watch it? Three o'clock in the morning. When I was, there's nothing else on. <laughs> Anyway, the guy is like showing you how to use this thing, and he goes to the audience. You said it, and the audience goes and forget it. It's like super spammy, super spammy. Uh, that model doesn't work anymore. Doesn't work for TV. Doesn't work for web content. Doesn't work anywhere. I mean, I wouldn't say anywhere, but it doesn't really work because I think we're more sophisticated consumers than we used to be. So a list of cheap products, I'm not even searching for that. But that's not because they don't care about price. If you're going to take a look at this trend chart and say, all right, people don't care about price. They only want quality. I think that's crazy. Like the implication of the chart saying, oh, well, people are just looking at quality over price. It's not true at all. You don't disappear. You don't care about price. But what if, it's, what if the product, products have, like, like have the same price range, price range, you know? That's true, what but you're still going to try to find the best deal. Let's say, you, let's say you're in the hunt for, I don't know, like, what do you, what do you pay? I, a new Sapir, a new pair of like faded ripped jeans that look like something from the 1980s, right? That's wow, that's what all I you youngsters love now. <laughs> no, I have no idea. No. I'm not cool at all anymore. Were you ever? Yeah, for like a few minutes. <laughs> but imagine there's one for ten dollars, one for fifteen dollars, one for fifty-five dollars. You're not looking at the price. But that's my point. What if it was like the in, like in the industry that those kind of pair of jeans were just inside the range of like ten to fifteen dollars? You're back on this thing of everything being the same. I disagree with you. Yeah. And you might find certain things that are like that, but most things there's a normal price range between things. And with anything, depends, I think for anything. Depends on the industry. No, most things there's a there's a, there's a price difference. There's a normal like even if it's even if it's five bucks, right? I rather I'd rather save the five bucks and buy some ice cream. Assuming that it's good quality. I'm saying it's like, let me let's rephrase this. Do you think people don't care about price? No, not at all. Okay, fine. So we're on, we're on the same page. How we, <laughs> the nuances of how you want to discuss this, we can discuss later privately off air. Okay. But like, people, you can't look at this chart and say, no one cares about price. That's crazy. I didn't say they, they don't care about price. No, I'm not it's saying you don't. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you're crazy. You're crazy. I'm saying that to look at the price, <laughs> to look at the, the trends and say, oh, no one cares about price. Because they're looking right. for best. I don't think that's true at all. Which brings me to my third point. The way oh, okay. we use language may change. In other words, the concepts that are embedded in certain terminology, certain phraseology, can change over time. Does that make any sense? I guess. I guess. Yeah, sure. Let me, okay. <laughs> let me put some meat on that. Okay. Right. 
I think people do. That's the thing with meat. Okay. Yeah, I love yeah. meat. Yeah, I'm a meat eater. <laughs> I mean, no, no offense to vegans out there. I get it. It's much healthier. But there's something about a dead animal on a grill. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay, so people definitely care about about cheapness as much as they do about bestness or affordability, right? I think we're we're agreeing with that. Like, imagine. Okay, let's you know let's put it this way. All right, the pair of jeans might be a bad example. What about a car, Sapir? Would you not look at okay. price with a car? Obviously, I would. Obviously, right? That's part of the thing. Like, yeah, you want a good car, and it's got to be affordable. My point, my point is that that it depends on the industry. Like, I would give weight to certain qual- qualifying criteria based on the industry. Like the way oh, I, I agree. would okay. give price yeah. when I choose a music streaming service would be very different from the way that I give it when I want to buy a car. Okay, fine. But in general, overall. I, you know, bigger purchases, like uh, besides buying something on iTunes. Okay, bigger purchases, obviously, fine. right. Okay, obviously, fine. Let, let's stick with that. I would say anything from closing up, but we can, we can disagree on that. Okay. So let's go down a little bit of a wormhole here and then. Because, okay, because <laughs> the cars is a good case. And I, okay. I come prepared for cars. <laughs> I am a New Yorker, which means the only place in the world I think exists is New York. And that is despite the fact that I no longer live there, which is insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, New York is unique. And New York sucks in many, many ways. Of its suckiness are cars. There are too many of them. They are too expensive. And they take too much of a beating. Thus, Sapir, let me ask you, what might a New Yorker mean by best car? Uh, fuel efficient car? Fuel efficient. That's certainly part of it. Right, okay. so you're, you're yeah. you when you just brought and in cheap. a price <laughs> element and, cheap. and yeah, what and okay. cheap right in, into into best. In yeah. other words, how we use best twenty years ago and what we think of best now might not be the same thing. Best might include cheap now. Um, let's let's, right. let's let's go down this. Let's go down this indeed. Okay, when okay. you search for best car in New York City, you may see a site called NewYorkMotorInsurance.com on the SERP. And they say, okay. I'm reading from the site. Let me get my reading voice ready. <clears throat> oh, no. Ding. Okay. <laughs> As more people move into urban environments around the world, car manufacturers are coming up with new ways to meet the demands of the city driver. While size is often a concern when it comes to picking at a car that one will be able to park in the city, many city dwellers also want to be able to get great gas mileage, oh, like Sapir said, to compensate for higher costs of living in cities. There is plenty of traffic and potholes, swear to God there's so many potholes, to be found in New York City. So most drivers just want a car that will not compound the problems they, that they are already dealing with on the roads. Etc. 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 So when I say best car in New York City, I want one that's cheap. Like I want one that's sorry. I want one that's gonna be able to to be fuel efficient, and I want one that's able to withstand the potholes. I swear, like the Grand Canyon, some of them are huge, without having to pay for so many repairs. So best in New York means cheap from a lot or affordable from a multiple perspectives. Uh-huh. That's what it By means way, in when, New York City. When you lived in New York. Like yes, do you own a car or were you like a, a public transport service? Um, I actually well, I lived in the city itself for two, three years, something like that. I actually had a car, okay. which was a nightmare. Oh. yeah, because I was a property manager, so I had to I had to drive around all over the city all day long, and oh. doing it on the subway was exhausting and took way too long. 
I used to drive, I used to come home at night and I used to spend an hour circling looking for a parking spot. That sounds It awful. sucks. And then you wake up in the morning and there's a ticket because you didn't move the car early enough. <laughs> I've gotten my car towed twice. I was on a date one time. I'm like, Sh- where's my car? Oh, no. Like, someone so stole my car. So I called the police. I'm like, the guy's like, uh, no one stole your car, man. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, the car's not here. It's like, there's no broken glass. I'm like, there's no broken glass. So we towed your car, you idiot. <laughs> they told my car, you're in a no standing zone. Like there's like f- four million signs. I have no idea what, what sign is what. And they told my car on the date, which meant I had to spend another two hours with this girl. Oh, just to get her home. She, well, she should have taken the subway home. Anyway, now let's move away from New York City for a second. And let's jump over to a place, a mythical place called New York State. Oh, New York okay. State is the ugly <laughs> step sibling of New York City. Of New York City. Oh. It's there, but real New Yorkers rather pretend that it doesn't. And New York State includes fantastical places like Albany, Bingmington, Buffalo, which the last time I checked was an animal, and Syracuse. Now, I had never been to any of these places, nor do I know anyone who has. But supposedly, these places are real places. And when you leave the city part of the query out and just search for best car New York, you might get a site called Syracuse.com. And that says, Central New Yorkers drive a diverse selection of vehicles, but they share the broader upstate New York region's preference for bigger cars like SUVs and trucks. So very much not fuel efficient. Right. So best means something different in Syracuse, which is by the way, famous university, the Orange Men play there. I know what Syracuse is. Um, that doesn't actually in New York City. Right. So in other words, same term, different meaning. So terms like best and cheap and top or whatever mean different things in different places and different things over time. So a chart, right. a trend chart showing cheap going down and best going up doesn't tell you that best might also mean cheap now in certain cases. Mm-hmm. So before you jump to conclusions based on a trend, dig in. You get it? Right. Right. What, 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 okay. But what do you think is actually going on with the trends? Like, as in, the, I mean, like are cheap versus best? Yeah, yeah. Um, in a nutshell, something similar to what I just said in my last point, I think that cheap is purely a commercial query. Like, if you search for something cheap, like cheap cars, whatever it is, you don't get, you get very, like, thin sites, really, like, not really what you want. Like, simple commercial intent, very little information. It's a very much a, a signal to buy query. So, I, I think what's happening is that I don't think we think in strictly commerce terms anymore. This is my point about the infomercials, right? I think we want information with our commerce so that when we search for things like best, we really also want information on commerce to go with it. Because we want our informational content and our commerce content to go hand in hand. So I don't think cheap is getting less important. I think cheap is very important. Price and affordability, come on, people, will always be popular. But what we mean when we we say best or when we say – let me rephrase this – um, but we mean it as part of a larger analysis when we say cheap, right? We mean affordability and price as part of a much larger, broader, fuller analysis of the product. So we'll, instead of, I think what's happening, instead of, searching, instead of searching for things like cheap, we're searching for things like best. And included in that now versus, let's say, 10 years ago is the intent for cheap and price uh-huh. and affordability. Okay. And with that, let us <laughs> seamlessly pivot 
to our conversation seamlessly with Deepak Shukla of Pearl Lemon SEO Agency, all about how you can get more SEO clients, better SEO clients, and then more money in your pocket. We're going away with another interview. Here comes another search marketing expert. It's time for an in-search interview. Welcome to another In Search SEO Podcast interview session. Today, we have with us the owner of Pearl Lemon Agency. You may have seen him or rather heard him on other podcasts, such as the one done by our great friend, Craig Campbell. A little plug for Craig over there. He's hosted a host of webinars, tons of SEO articles. He's a marathon running, search engine optimizing rock star. He's even got the tattoos to boot. He's Deepak Shukla. Welcome. Mordecai, I've got to get you to do my own bloody introductions for any other show that I'm on now. Thank you. I, Happy to be here. I charge, I charge five cents a word. Very cheap. By the way, I think I should have said rap star because I've read somewhere that you used, to, you used to rap. You can find some of my old stuff up on YouTube. It still exists if you're not on Oh, come on. It. Do something. So, come on. Come on. Do something. Come on. Search, search the words deep impact and uh, I, will, uh, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will let you see what awaits. Okay. What wonders await for you on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I got to love that. That's awesome. So I got to ask you, um, lemon, uh, Pearl Lemon. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, you know what? What does that okay, mean? So a couple of yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it doesn't. Okay, so number one, I had a former agency that was called Per Traffic, Per like a cat that purrs in traffic, and and I rebranded right. Um, and at the time at which I rebranded, I just realized, like, you know what? I don't want to use the word communications or optimization or marketing. I wanted something that you know. What, what is the kind of name that a company Gucci could hire? And I thought. <laughs> Gucci, Gucci are not going to hire, you know, um, SYB marketing. That was the first thing. The second thing was that I had no clue about what I should therefore name it. And then the final thing was ultimately um, I got switched on to using lemons for dressing on the food that I eat because my partner, she's Italian, and she was like, you got to stop using that salad dressing, man. you got to use lemons. And I was like, what? <laughs> really? She was like, yes. And then we, at the time, she at the time, kept um, some pearl necklaces on her dresser. And I was, at the time, searching for random fruit combinations. And then I thought, oh, pearl, pearl lemon. Is that available? And there you go, Mordecai. That was how it that, came about. I, it's, it's, it's a great name for an SEO agency or for a band. It's perfect. All right. So <laughs> we're going to talk about um, SEO lead generation. And as we typically do with these interviews, I want to make sure everybody's on the same page, whether or not you're an old SEO heart or you're new to the SEO industry. Um, SEO lead generation, what the heck is that? So we're talking about fundamentally generating leads for your agency. So generating leads who are interested in hiring you for search engine optimization services. That could be, of course, as a consequence of the SEO you do for your own website, but it also could be all of the other means that people traditionally use to generate new business. So that's what we'll be focusing upon. All right. So let's run through this really, really quickly if we can. Just, you know, yeah. sort of the basics. Um, What do you do to find new leads and how do you qualify them? Let's try to get into some of the deeper, juicier aspects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So day one, when I started the agency and I was bootstrapping, the you have to do outreach, direct response. Relying upon SEO to get SEO clients is a long process, especially because you know, when you get to page one of Google, it's not a local plumbing service that's in Oregon. You have a much smaller market competition. 
So getting from, you know, rank seven to rank one for something like SEO Agency London is a, is a challenge. It could take you forever. So with that in mind, we began by doing direct outreach. What does that mean practically? I would use various job boards. So job boards to include, but not limited to angel.co. Angel.co is a, a, you know, where the world meets startups or something yep, to yep. that effect, I think is their tagline. So I would at that point set up search parameters using their um, qualifiers, okay with remote, looking for um, digital marketing and or SEO services of some kind. I would then put together a process to do ultimately cold email outreach based upon jobs that were currently being advertised. And in environments like that, it's typically a team of less than 20 people, quite a fluid structure. Maybe they've had a Series A, Series B fund. And that was a good process because we just use, um, well, we'll go into how the process worked, but angel.co, Upwork. Upwork's been great. People could still look me up on Upwork. I don't really use it so much anymore, but I, I like selling and I still enjoy talking to leads. I've got the team that does it now, but Upwork <laughs> was a good one. Number two, um, now I'm back on Upwork because of the coronavirus. So yeah. I, I panic. And I just am like, oh, no, our pipeline disappeared because our inbound leads just fell off the face of the earth. We went from 15 leads a week to about three or four leads a week to actually book in appointments now. And in terms of what you then end up closing, you know that, you know what, I don't even know if we're going to close anything over the next 30 days, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So so there's all these challenges that come. So Angel, Upwork, um, as well as Craigslist. We won work from Craigslist as well. Really? That's really and interesting. Yeah, yeah, Craigslist. What are you the, the, when you go on Craigslist? What are you doing? Because like there is so much crap. How do you yeah, sift absolutely. through that? So you can search for keyword searches in specific cities. So you could just um, find out which which um, cities are the busiest cities on Craigslist in terms of traffic. So that was, and it's just you know you can check that out. So I would check something like um, New York, San Francisco, and based upon those areas, I would then search for keywords that would include something like SEO. Then I'd use an if this, then that lookup to basically bring up search filters and they would then produce listings and we would then um, identify ultimately businesses that were looking for an SEO executive, typically someone who'd come in and either be a full-time paid intern or maybe a full-time person. Um, and then we would again run outreach to these people. And, and that was literally the process, to be honest with you. Um, and, and the same, and then finally LinkedIn, of course, yeah. like just... Yeah. Outreach, yeah, yeah. So they, they were probably, if I'm being honest, Mordecai, in the beginning, the first 12, 12 to 16 weeks, uh, Gumtree as well, another classified ad site, they were in the UK, so you might not know it, but Craigslist is the equivalent. They were probably the four channels that I used before SEO became meaningful to us. Very interesting. So when you're reaching out to these people, I'm, and I'm wondering, because like, and I, mean, I don't mean to offend anybody out there, but sometimes SEO sales services come, to come off like a used car dealership. Where, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially when you've got a name like Deepak Chukla. Right. I, think, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel you, okay? Yeah. What the heck do you do when you're cold reaching somebody to make sure, wait, okay, okay, okay. Like, is this guy selling me an 87 Chevy that I really don't want? <laughs> it's something that is the initial preconception that people have. So, so, so the, the ways that you get away from the preconception that people have walking in that you're selling an 87 Chevy, you have to, number one, act and look different. What does that practically mean? And this is like, as someone like myself, who's an ethnic minority um, that has got quite a bad reputation in the SEO space when selling to the Western market, you have to build, you have to build your brand out almost immediately. So for me, that was a big thing that I was like, you know what, I'm going to produce like about 30 videos talking about SEO. So people just give me a quick Google 
then they're going to be like, well, this is who this is. This is who this person is. So that's the first thing. Point two is that quirky communication. So if you placed a Craigslist ad up saying, uh, you know, I, 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 I run... Um, I run uh, Dan's Donuts and I'm looking for, I run a, I run the franchise Dan's Donuts and I'm looking to expand into, you know, the, 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 the Eastern States of, uh, of America and I'm looking for someone to be an SEO manager. Then I might say, um, you know, Hey Mordecai, Hey Mordecai, I noticed um, from a post that you just pasted on Craigslist that you're looking for an SEO manager to help grow Dunkin' Donuts. That's that's completely, you can completely automate that based upon the keywords, but it sounds personal enough that you're probably gonna give my application a look. Yep. Because it is it is contextual, it is relevant, and it doesn't feel like cold email. Even if you said, send resumes in, but I cold email you that, that was a really good way of, of, of winning work. You build that process, and then you can pass that off to a VA, like in the Philippines, because it's all through Zapier, it's all automation, you plug it into, you know, and, and, and kind of off you go. Then you start playing the numbers game. So so in within the main body of the email, I would also qualify the fact that in case you think um, I'm another outsource guy or something, please do check out um, something on video or please do check out X. So Sometimes you own it. it in the main. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then and then they say, Deepak, what makes you different? I say, dude, I'm, 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 I'm British, but I'm also Indian. You get the best of both worlds. You're going to get James Bond alongside the man who works in the 7-Eleven who's just going to outwork all of your fucking competition, dude. That's me wrapped up together. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was, I found a great way to frame the fact that my Indianness is my advantage and that's how i'm better than all of the other guys and and that worked really well for me that's a that's a, first of all, that's hilarious and that's great that you actually did that i find that by the way like when you're actually honest with people you're just like straight up like look this is obviously a sales reach out like i'm trying to get your money and you don't know me it is what it is opposed to like let me gloss over this let me spin this because obviously yeah. you're trying to spin it and you're glossing over it. people kind of realize right away Exactly, exactly. So, 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 so phrases that you can own that no one can compete upon. I'd be like, you know, I'm going to be the last, you know, the last British Indian that you ever hire. I'm, <laughs> I'm James Bond and Apu all wrapped up into That's one, and I'm going to take, you know, Dunkin' Donuts to the sky and back. <sighs> and I'd use like little one-liners like this, and people would just laugh. It's funny. It's really funny. Do you find, by the way, like it's worse in the SEO industry because like, SEO has become, I mean. There's two. I find there's two types of people. One people, three types actually. People have no idea what SEO is, and then you yeah. have people who okay, SEO is a legitimate science, and like SEO isn't that like the dark arts? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's definitely got a it's it's definitely got a bad name. I mean, the challenge will forever be with something like SEO. Is that it's still a challenge? How do you track ROI? Right. Is it branded search? Is it non-branded search? Have my multi-channel marketing efforts because SEO for a lot of businesses comes as a, a secondary layer to a primary marketing method they methodology that they use. You know, how is this uplifting it? And 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 and, and kind of all of these questions come. And, and then Deepak, how does a link that you build actually translate into sales? Like I understand an ad. I understand an ad. That's an ad that directs people to a car if it's e-commerce or whatever it may be. And, and, and that's how I generate the sale. So there's always that challenge. And, and, and also number four, I'd add, there's, there's the dark arts people, there's a, I think it's a science, and then there's a, I don't even, never really, what is that? Right. That's just like, you know, what is that? And then the, and the fourth bucket is the people that, 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 that just think, that, that understand it's a science, or say they claim to understand it's a science, but then they don't understand anything at all. And, right. and, and, and that's, that's, that's also the problem. Um, and then the final thing, bucket I'd say is, 
people don't have any patience but it's still it's still a problem that um you know people you know i i, I get clients corporate as all also that come in and say deepak i'm looking for a 20 percent uplift month on month and i'm like dude like i'm not going to get a 20 percent uplift for you month on month like 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 i i could but i can't guarantee anything because and people like it's just, it's just, so that's amazing are, by the way, because like if you could, and you invest in anything, a mutual fund, an ETF, commodities, whatever it is, and you're like, yeah, I want 20%. We could be laughed out of the bank. But when it yeah. comes like the digital world, I want 20% and I want a new Mercedes. Exactly. Exactly. And this is, this is the, this is the thing that has made a noticeable difference to the success of, you know, our agency. So we're about just over two and a half years in. Um, the first year was full service because I was just trying to scrabble to make money. I, 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 being honest, discovered SEO when a client said to me, you know what, Deepak, um, I understand that SEO takes time and I understand that we're going to be together for six months. And I thought I'm about to change my whole fucking agency. So I ditched all of the non SEO clients. And at that stage I had, uh, what I would call a working marketer's knowledge of SEO, but I knew about it because I've been in digital marketing and I understood, I had a high level understanding of, you know, hrefs and da but but i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't an in the weeds guy and then i went through like a a, a lot I, I did two things and these this is the big takeaway i think that a lot of agencies who might struggle and we're, 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 we'll do like half a million gbp in the last 12 months we want to try and do a million next year and um the, the, I mean, those numbers are they big are they not big two key things have been i think important in my growth number number one everyone kind of knows how to do in that you outreach, you outreach. Uh, the part that a lot of people fail miserably in SEO is that they don't understand the sales side of it. So let me, let me ask, because I find it funny, you're talking about like people are like, you know, um, being skeptical of SEO services and what's the ultimate impact of this and what is my ROI going to be? Because I have ads and the ads you can see what the revenue is. But when you, I, I love that line because when people actually, when you have your ad manager sitting down in a meeting and they're like, how come we're not getting the ROI, the ROI on the ads that we thought we would get? He's going to answer back or she's going to answer back. Well, you have to think about ads more holistically. What's the brand awareness that you're getting with the ads? Think beyond the click. And everybody accepts that. There's a brand presence, a brand um, association to the ads and a brand benefit to the ads. So, yeah, okay, the ROI on the actual return via the traffic, via the, via the, the, um, the conversions may not be exactly what we thought, but there's still benefit. But when it comes to SEO, people are like, no, it's got to be exactly measured ROI. But why? Yeah. why? You don't do it anywhere else. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's because I think that people have a discomfort. That there's a big barrier to entry with understanding the technical and the link building side of SEO. Like I don't think there's a lot of even marketing managers, even with the companies that we work at, that want to get into the nuances of the, the 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 relevance of a you know this particular do follow link from this trusted site, and therefore the potential uplift. Like you can't. The, 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 the thing that the problem and, and it's, it's a truism of SEI, uh, SEI, SEO, <laughs> CS, CSI, it's what I feel like, crime scene investigation. I somebody That's yesterday, yeah, you about. do you do CEO? I'm like, no, CEO, you mean SEO, whatever, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the problem with it, just like a, a, a crime, is that it's, 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 it's not causal, it's correlational, a lot of the work that you do, it's fundamentally correlational. You can't say that this link that I got you in, um, in um, you know, Sally's, Sally's whole, Sally's, uh, Sally's savory foods for Dan's Dunkin' Donuts, I can't directly say that that link in Sally's savory foods caused, you know, a 5, 15, 20% uplift. 
Right. Uh, I can't. We can't do that. It's correlational. And and I think that this is um, the the challenge that a lot of people have when they're trying to demonstrate the value of SEO because you can't look at an ad as you can and and you know Facebook Ad Manager or Google AdWord Manager and and say that look we're going to adjust our ad sets and negative keywords and we're going to launch a campaign. So this is this is the now with all of that being said. The, 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 the truism underneath it is that guys, you know, naturally work with people that believe in SEO because then it's a moot conversation. Yeah. But the second element of it is that I think a lot of people um, either lose um, or don't win business um, when they generate leads. Because I think that, you know, people, everyone's running a bot these days on LinkedIn, right? There's, there's, there's like a ton of them. Right? Um, no one's doing that because that's technically against LinkedIn's guidelines. But yes, everyone's yeah. doing that. Yeah, no, no, one's, no one's admitting it. So no, so, so 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 no one's doing that. No one's uh, doing but that. Every, but but everyone has the results best. of that. Yeah, absolutely, somehow. Right. A- absolutely, and and you know that's where you're seeing the, the the whole market around that. You know, I can book you twenty appointments a day, etc. <laughs> and 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 the, the the challenges for everybody, guys, is that you, you have to like the the interesting thing is is that you have to um, understand how to position your craft. And I think a lot of people do themselves a disservice when they aren't able to effectively communicate the value that they're providing. And my best success in SEO has come from not the courses that I've taken, both you know the, the commercial courses where I've downloaded Brian Dean's course because he's a popular guy. And then I've gone into Udemy and I've watched like the kid in the bedroom who's actually really smart. Then I've looked up, you know, uh, Craig Campbell because he talks about, you know, PBNs and I'm like, oh, how does that work? And you just go on this weird journey. My best education and what's made me the best SEO is actually uh, Mordecai listening to Grant Cardone, Sell or Be Sold, The Closer Survival Guide, um, The 10X Rule, listening to Zig Ziglar, listening to Jordan Belt. Why? People are going to say, what does that have to do with SEO? The best way you actually become an expert in any niche is real world experience of that actual niche, right? You can't claim to be the best Formula One driver if you've never been out outside of the test track, yep. if you've never been put up against you know Jensen Button or Lewis Hamilton or whoever it may be. And the way you get to actually be on the track and this track is being SEO, you have to position and be able to sell your value because otherwise you're never going to get the experience. And as a consequence of getting that experience, then you realize that, well, you know what? I took um, Brian Dean's course about guest posts and skyscraper content, but to be honest with you, my client doesn't give a shit about any of that stuff. So how do I apply what I've learned in this real world scenario? Or actually, you know what? My client promised that he would build skyscraper content, but he hasn't at all. He's got thin content and he thinks that this page should rank when it's a category page for an e-commerce store that's got 75 words of content, 15 images. And that's the real world. So do you profile your, your clients then? Or is if you have a certain outlook, right? If you have a certain expertise, yeah. you have a certain way of you approach SEO, do you yeah. profile your client? Because like if you have a client that like you're into skyscraper, you're going to have like long, long, prolific content. That's how you're going to build yeah. SEO. Well, if you don't profile your clients, you're not going to get people like that and you're going to end up screwed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that I've done a really bad job of building <laughs> a client avatar. I think that I've really screwed it. I think I've lost a lot of... No, I think that I've won money, but I've lost... Um, operational efficiency because I have not thought about my ideal client avatar and the challenge with the way that I've done my outreach was that I wrote good emails, but 
but I was still spray and pray in that the remit for the team was anything that comes up. Yeah, but that, that's hard because you want to bring in the sales. Like on one hand, yeah, exactly. I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn if you exactly, do, damn if you exactly. don't. Exactly. Now, now I think that we're beginning to do some actual paid outreach for the first time, and mm-hmm. I'm going through this whole, you know, download my free PDF on page 15. I talk about X on page, and I'm building that for ourselves actually mm-hmm. because you know I'm seeing a lot of guys do this. So I think that you know the advice is there, guys with leads the reality is is that if you've got a cash flow problem and you need cash the truth is is that seo could be for anybody so so you're gonna, right. you're gonna, you're gonna have anybody to. at any time absolutely, that, absolutely that's hard though because you're, you're essentially yeah. almost in a way rebranding if you want to put into it a marketing sense you're trying to rebuild yeah. an identity and it's that's hard once you already have an identity i'm an seo generalist and now yeah. i want to specialize now i have to rebrand that's very hard but again you're stuck it's a, it's like you know damn if you do damn if you don't like i said Absolutely, absolutely. I think that that's very true, and 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 you know uh, that's 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 the um, challenge. Like I don't know personally, a single in in the marketing space. I don't know anyone who niches based upon industry. Yeah. I don't personally know anyone who does. I only do PPC or SEO or content or whatever for. This category, right. I don't actually few, know few, anyone that few, does it. Few and far between. I've seen a couple of like the travel industry. Um, yeah, you know, there's some law. I've seen some health, but yeah, for the most part, no. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and 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 I think in those niches, like um, and and and, that, and that's I, I think that that's you know, in in if I'm being honest, Mordecai, that's been a big, I, I think maybe failure of mine. The the, the 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 challenge also is that when we see results, we just tend to you know try and scale that activity, but 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 because um, of the way that we are, I'm quite short sighted. I don't, I haven't taken a long term view of. Well, how can I scale Pearl Lemon into a million dollar business that works in a particular niche? And also the challenge we all have is how can I stay how can I stay focused and not get distracted by the shiny objects? Yeah, yeah, I think hard. shiny it's object hard. syndrome shiny objects. Is, 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 is like even within SEO, there's this new strategy, there's this new technique. There's this new thing that we can try. I mean, you know, you know, in in software, it's 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 feature creep or scope. In 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 services, it's scope creep. It's, it's like it's a continual problem. Yeah. It's like you know, do, achieve more by doing less. Like I read about it, I'm like, do you realize how hard that is to do? Like, it's ve- it's have- very hard. It's very it could, especially when you're starting out. Like you have to get clients. Like this is what are you yeah. gonna do? Exactly, exactly. And it's like you know, I you know. How can it's very difficult, for example, to say that you know LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not just, you know, I've, I'm doing, I'm message, I'm manually messaging fifty people a day. It's not working. And 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 the weird thing is, is that you know what? If you just stick with LinkedIn and you just work on figuring it out, over time you will see results. But find me a guy who has the patience to just do that. Yeah. Who who wants to hustle? Then you know that that's like one in ten, I think. Yeah. Well, so no matter what, it's going to take time. But yeah, and this is what it is. I, w- I wanted to ask you something you just mentioned like a few minutes ago. Um, so let's say you're working with you're you're you're, you're not targeting. And, you know, you said SEO is applicable to everybody, and theoretically you can go after anybody. When you talk to people who are not say yeah. SEO oriented, SEO affiliated, yeah. do you package it as like you know I want to talk to you about organic growth? Or you go full on SEO with them. Yeah, it's a good question. In a situation like that, where I sense that they're not interested in, okay. I don't tend to talk about SEO in general when I'm selling, okay. to be honest with you. I tend to talk in terms of the growth of the business and I talk about, you know, what kind of, you know, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? So I take a generally question-led approach. So, you know, what 
it'd be great to understand more about your business. So what, what current marketing channels are you working on at the moment? Okay, great. And, and, and how do you see, um, you know, ranking on Google being a benefit to you? Um, what are you looking to achieve? So depending upon who the person is, and there's always a different kind of, kind of buyer. So when you're talking to two people, let's say via LinkedIn, who you outreach, then you get people that depending upon the industry are interested in business goals. So then you talk about business goals. The Upwork crowd is a sophisticated buyer. They've got maybe less money depending upon who they are, but they want to understand, well, what does your link building process look like, Deepak? And, and, and then it's much more of a kind of a technical, mm-hmm. technical guy. When you've got the inbound from Google, then it tends to be a marketing manager. So they have a, a working person's knowledge or they've been given a budget and they're like, look, you know, we're looking for an SEO agency. And they're looking, that's, that's more about trust. Yeah. So, so I find that there's buckets. There's, mm-hmm. there's a trust bucket. There's the technical bucket, and then there's the uh, business goals bucket. And depending upon the size of the engagement, you may need to go through all of those buckets to actually sign off the engagement. Because if it's not, if it's if it's Mordecai in general, Mordecai, you know, he's quite, he's very sharp. He comes from a background where he understands SEO. He's probably going to grill me technically. He's going to be maybe less concerned with the kind of do I like and the, the, like look and feel, but then you might, you might introduce me to your, your CEO and he might be more of a cultural fit person. So I find that that's the big takeaway that I got that I didn't necessarily know from reading some of these books about sales. And that was how I then began to land, you know, for us, what were bigger contract contracts. So that was where I was like, right, you know, we'll find now guys that will pay us five to $7,000 a month. And I didn't really know anyone who was doing that on a remote basis where you didn't meet the client and it was someone else on the other end of a Zoom call and the guy's going to send me like five to $7,000 a month. Ordinarily, that doesn't happen. The, 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 what I found is it, it tops out about two to $3,000. As soon as I started reading a bit more about sales psychology and understanding um, you know, how to position things and how to present value, and also the other thing that a lot of people get wrong, they don't build enough corporate documentation or they don't build enough robust documentation. I think documentation is a... I mean, yeah, we do the same thing. Tons of documentation, tons, tons, yeah, tons. Yeah, and 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 as 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 the team, in terms of sales, has grown outside of me. So now there's like you know three, four sales guys. I have had to produce even more robust documentation because the whole principle is that we've got one guy who's really the technically led salesperson. I think he's great technically. I think that he's not as strong on kind of the the trust look and feel. Right. But another guy who's amazing. Yeah. People don't but realize he, that. Yeah. People don't realize that. I mean, people like I, I love it's like like, um, like my role, like a CMO, right? Yeah. R- great. So you have you have CMOs who are really good at at, at brand authority, brand building. Um, you have CEOs who are very much advertising gears. They're they're display as Google as LinkedIn. They're a advertising maven. It's very rare you're going to find a person who does everything the right way for you. You have different yeah. even the C- CEOs. CEOs are very hands on, technically oriented. CEOs are very business strategy, right? You're never going to find very, very rarely. I think you do find them. They're working for Microsoft. They're working for Amazon, who can do the you know, the full stack marketer, the full stack salesperson, the full stack yeah. content writer. Very yeah. difficult. Exactly. You're complete, Mordecai. I'm I'm really happy you said that, dude, because it's exactly that. And and understanding the nuances of the kind of person that you're going to talk, come up against, and then also as as team expands outside of you know Deepak Shukla or, or or you know Mordecai, because you've done well then you need to produce supporting 
ultimately infrastructure for your team to fall back upon. Um, you know, so for the for the guy who is the kind of cultural guy who's great, he was the direction I wanted to take the business in because the bigger fish that you get, the the, the technical complexity tends to do tends to go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is that they introduce you to maybe their their IT operations manager or someone internally does. So then one of the big other changes was me building like a 20 page link building documentation guide. This is how we build links. This is our outreach process. There's a video of our outreach process. That's this great. is that. And, and, and things like that began, began to shut down a lot of the, like objection handling um, is, is a huge thing. And, and this is, I think, when I see um, the people around me and, and I'm still learning as I go, right? There's, a, you know, equally there's agencies owners that I know that are doing, you know, they're doing a million, they're doing two million, and I'm like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And and you discover more about, you know, it's always, 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 exactly, exactly, always. exactly. So productizing processes is the new one. You know, he was like Deepak. One of the big things that I notice about your documentation is that you talk. You've got amazing technical document. You've got documentation, but you talk in the same language that everyone else uses. He's like, my process is called the disco process and he's like d stands for discovery i stands for s and he's like i'm not selling seo anymore i'm selling the disco process and i was like Fuck. that's awesome that's awesome that's, that, that's the best by the way and the fact that you're able to assimilate that because it's not a matter of being good at everything no one's going to be good at everything it's a matter of okay yeah. what am i strong at what am i not strong at and how do i yeah. how do i fill those gaps exactly exactly and, and you know these are some of the limitations you know that, that's been a big limitation i think productizing our services so now we have the the dragon seo framework we've got you know the um the track formula for our podcast outreach processes and and i'm seeing the guys have more success when people are, oh so they've got the dragon framework what do you guys have when they're <laughs> comparing like briefs and and that's something that you know the the ceo can understand when he's not technically led saying what do these guys do? So, well, they've got a dragon framework. So oh, that sounds good. That, yeah, sound, that sounds I like dragons. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's been a, a, a big learning. And then and I think the, the, the other element, and you hit upon it, right? That guys, like one of the big things that we don't think about enough is build your ideal client avatar and then focus outreach in, you know, the big mistake I think I've made is that I did a spray, a, a spray and pray approach. Yep. But if you know that, um, you know, my big realization recently is that, I want to work with Shopify. I want to work with Shopify business. That's cool. Because that's very cool. Yeah, because you know our best client. I mean, they pay us maybe two, two and a half thousand. No, they pay us two thousand bucks a month, right? Right. I, we do good work. I hear from them once every two or three weeks. We've been working for eighteen months. It's a really easy campaign to run. It's a decent enough sum of money. The maintenance is so nominal. I've got other clients that pay us more, but then the actual time involvement and yeah. all these other areas. And I've only got, I've only really got two of, I've got two of him and they've both been good. And I'm like, Deepak, if you had 15 of these guys, that'd be great. You could, that'd be amazing. That'd be great. So, 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 so being intentional about who your client avatar is and then doing account-based marketing, I think like- Shopify is great by the way, because one, there's so many of them and they have like that, the traditional, you know, canonicalization problem that they all have because they have the, yes. the collections tab and they have, they're running the same thing again in the actual category itself. So it's perfect. It's, it's exactly, there's, there's, there's standardized issues that come with the Shopify out of the box platform. And, 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 and then the key is connecting the challenges of a savvy enough you know, Shopify owner with, with, with my knowledge and also outreaching them in a, in a poignant way. And I think that, um, for me, that's my next learning. And it's the advice I offer to people with as much as a lot of people, when it comes to ultimately SEO, like lead generation, 
be intentional about who you're going after because I wasn't. Right. And I think that that's harmed me more than it's helped me. And the only way I've been able to overcome that is that I am better at sales maybe because I've, I've trained, you know, right. I recognize it. And, and I also, you know, my, my, my girlfriend, Daniela, she's, she's Italian born and raised. And, and you know what, being honest, Mordecai, having her in my life in terms of how she communicates with expression, she's like, Deepak, when you talk like, so, so my operations are in <laughs> India, right? And, and, and I get nervous sometimes because I project the insecurities that people have about, oh, it's an outsource. Yeah, team, we all Deepak, do. Etc. And she was like, Deepak, when you talk about your team, I see you kind of stutter and stumble. She's like, you've got to fucking own it. <laughs> She, she she was just like you got it you got it you got it like she's like why why are you nervous and I was like oh well maybe the thing this she's like well well if they weren't thinking it they're gonna fucking think it now because of the way you look and now it's just you know our clients like our highest paying clients know the teams in India right they message them I've got the guys in India sending looms in uh broken English right right in right Hindi to someone like yourself and you know what you realize that one own it two think about and be clear about the advantages it brings and three you know what if people are fucking good then they're good then that then they're good. they're good and then actually that's it and 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 a lot of the problems are the problems that we bring to the pitches that we do that's an interesting point yeah. i like that that's an interesting point yeah yeah and i think that that's it's true it's true in life across the board <laughs> <laughs> life absolutely. lessons on the Intergesio podcast. <laughs> I wanted to ask because you're talking about you don't you know you want to hone in target, which is great. It's everything in SEO is now very targeted. Um, but sort of play devil's advocate for a second. Is yeah, the sure. SEO niche too small to do that? Because you, when you do that, you are missing out on all those digital marketers who fall outside yeah. of SEO. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that the SEO um, is a niche. Probably has a perception problem. So there, there, there is um, an education piece that will forever remain a part of SEO, which is people don't just say, okay, I get that. You yeah. know, the, 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 that is the challenge, but that's also the opportunity, guys, that what you'll discover if you're an SEO team is that if you, you, you will retain clients longer, you will have an average lifetime value, I think, that's one of the best in the actual digital marketing industry. If you are a Facebook ad guy, then the perception always will be to a degree that I can take this in-house and I can bin you. Mm -hmm. The same will be with LinkedIn outreach. I can take this in-house and bin you. People see other industries. So, so, so the advantage of SEO is that you've got a more complex sales process, which then leads to the perception that you have a smaller market focus, but actually it's just about the education. Um, and, and ultimately, you know what, Mordecai, to build a million dollar business, I need ultimately, you know, to, to build a million dollar business. And, and this is the thing I think sometimes gets lost. If a client's paying you, so $100,000 a year is probably about, um, what, 912s, uh, 80s. So it's about, it's, let's just say it's $100,000 a month, right? You need, you need, you need um, 10, 10, you, you need, how many clients you need? You're probably doing the math right now. You don't, you need less clients than you think to actually build a million dollar business. Even on the basis of, you know, $5,000 a month client. If you get 10 clients paying you $5,000 and all of a sudden that's, you know, $600,000 a year. And you're like, you know what, guys, you don't need every business, but you need to have. And this is what I still have the challenge of not being able to. You need to have the patience to, 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 to wait for the right client. And that is something I think that a lot of us will always struggle with. That You know what? You, you, you should actually say no more than you say mm. yes. And, and that's. That, that within that, you already have to be quite sophisticated because you have to be good enough to get the guys that might be a fit. But you know what, Mordecai, you know what, it's, it's a great project, but it's Magento. 
it's going to be cool. We're going to make money. And then do you know what's going to happen? It's not the money itself. It's where this money takes me. Then I'll be like, oh, you know what? Maybe we start, should start doing Magento, guys, because we had a, you know, it was a bit of a fumble, but, but, but we earned some good money. And maybe we should also do Magento. And all of a sudden, you're all over dilute the place. your focus. You're all over the place. And you're still picking up clients along the way. You're still making money. You're still growing right. as I've grown. But you miss the fact that, you know what? I should be doing right now the same level of revenue. Or even I take $100,000 less to do the same client. Because as part of that process, I would have built my expertise. I probably would have built my name as, oh, Deepak, you're the Shopify SEO guy. And mm -hmm. at some point along the way, I'd have got people approaching me saying, you're the Shopify SEO guy. I'm a Shopify store. We're doing, you know, 200K a month. We should start doing SEO now. You're the guy. And, and to get that guy, you have to get recognition. You have to develop expertise. And what comes before that is having the discipline to just focus on one niche and 95% of the people, including myself, and I say 95% of the people as entrepreneurs, we don't do that because it's just so hard. Very hard. Very hard. I want to I want to end up on one, one little point that you, um, and then we're gonna have a little fun thing that I do with my my guests. Yeah. You, you talk about educating clients. I'm just gonna put this out there as a former teacher. There is one of the very few strong bonds that exist outside of family per se is education. I still think of my students who yeah. I haven't taught in I don't know. It's like seven years, eight years already. As like my kids, they're probably like way taller than I am now. But I still picture them because they're like, yeah. When you teach somebody it. something, you bring them along. There's a very strong bond that when yeah. you, if you're able to bring a client into the SEO framework, you're able to educate them, bring them into it. That creates a bond that you share with them that can last for a very long time. And even though it's a very slow bond, and even though it, it, it means producing educational content, blog posts, videos, whatever it is, and that may not bring in your know, ROI right now. But long-term, you as an SEO educator have a, a tremendous value in long-term relationships. I completely agree, Mordecai. And I think that like, if people can build that muscle where you focus upon the specialism and the education, and, and, and it's, a weak, it's, it's, it's an underdeveloped muscle for everybody. It's like, dude, just, just focus on it because it's, it's, it's a whole, you know, don't, don't, don't put your hand in the cookie jar. But you've <laughs> got to watch it every day as you go past the front door. You're going to look at it. You've got to not put your hand in the cookie jar. And the cookie jar in this instance is, is distraction. That's what it is. That's what it is. Don't get distracted. More of the story. Okay. So I have a little fun thing that I do with my guests. It's called Optimize It or Disavow. If you're a first-time listener, it goes like this. I will offer Deepak two options, either two really good options. You've got to choose one good option over another good option, and that's hard. Or two crappy options, and no one wants to pick a crappy option. So this is a Deepak Shukla version of Optimize It or Disavow It. And you sort of hit on this before, which kind of I'm happy that you did, because now it makes total harmonious sense to ask this question. So if you could only target one type of client or one client, or one lead, let's put it like this, okay? It's it's a a small to mid-sized client who is obviously not going to be, you know, the the deep dollar, deep spending client that you're hoping for, but at the same time, they won't be a pain in the ass versus yeah. an enormously wealthy, big time client who will drive you up the wall. Which one do you target? I go with history for client number one. The client will pay me less, but be less trouble and will just still be there in a year, not causing me much trouble and ticking along. I would, I would now, with the value of hindsight, I would be happy to earn a little bit less because my freedom will give me room to grow and get a lot more of these guys. That's long-term thinking right there. That's the um, 
what do they call it? The um, uh, not the unintended consequences. There's an economic word for it, and it's totally slipping my mind. But yeah, uh, it's it's the thing that you don't see. Like, oh well, I'm getting all this money from this from this client, and now I'm rich. But yeah, but now you can't target other clients because you're so busy with this pain in the ass. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and 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 that's what I wish I knew 18 months ago, Mordecai. But now, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you know without having yeah. to waste 18 months. Deepak, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. <laughs> And good luck to you. Thank you, Mordecai. It's been a pleasure. You got it. And we are back to your regularly scheduled In Search SEO podcast. All of this, all of this culminates up here in us now moving over time. to doing the news. Because it's time. It's time for the news. You know what time it is? It's news time. So Thank it's up here. Yes, it's actually uh, 1038. <laughs> Could you please hit it with the news? Bing now answers some questions with a yes or no above its featured snippet. Yes or no. Like, um, what was the quote? I couldn't replicate this. I tried. But the query was like, um, can dogs eat chocolate? And the Bing just writes, no. And then gives you a couple of reasons why underneath that. Very cool. I loved it. thought it was great. Very nice. Yeah. Okay, moving on. You know why they can't Google eat chocolate? Has... They'll die. <laughs> Thank you, Morty. You're welcome. <laughs> I tried know. to give my mother-in-law's dog chocolate a couple of times. I didn't really Are you do that. Serious? No, I oh, didn't really, but I really don't like that dog. And I like dogs. Don't joke about stuff like that. I'll joke what I want to joke dogs. about. <laughs> Whatever, let's move on. Okay. Google has updated its hotel ads fee policy. Now you can structure hotel ad bids to only pay once the guest, the guest actually checks in. So if they cancel, you are not obligated to pay Google. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that makes a lot of sense now with COVID-19 happening. Right. Sure, right. All right. Like, they, 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 book an, they book a hotel through the ad or through the, you know, the hotel page that Google has set up. And now you have to pay Google referral fee for it. Then they, they cancel. What was me? So this is good. Search Console's new guided recipe enhancement report gives you information specifically about recipe markup performance. Right, right. Um, I know there's been a bunch of issues about Google now showing a bunch of errors with your recipe markup, so check that out. Um, check out what's going on inside of Search Console because there might be some problems that you might not be aware of. Right. Hey, where's all the Google Discover traffic? Ooh, hey, where's the cream filling? I don't know that commercial, do you? That's something from my childhood. Forget about it. Where's the cream filling? Okay, Marty. Okay. That's a subject. A bug has plagued Search Console and may mean you are not seeing your Discover traffic. Womp womp. (laughs) Nice sound effect. Thank you. (laughs) Lastly, good news. Google has added a way to upload proof that your business should be reinstated to Google My Business. Glory for all. I know local SEOs have been asking you looking for something like this for a long time, and here it is. So thank you for the news up here. You're welcome. Much appreciated. <laughs> is it? You're a champ. <laughs> Thanks. Got it. Okay. We're going long today. So I'm just gonna yeah. we're just gonna roll right into this. Uh, another extremely seamless pivot by the InSearch SEO podcast is coming at you as we jump into the fun SEO send-off question. This is the worst send-off question ever. Yeah, I'm looking at this. This is terrible. 
No offense up here. I'm usually I usually got your back. Hi. Sorry, I'm running out of ideas. This is like what? Okay. I'm not even reading it. I refuse. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read it. This week we're asking which Hogwarts house would Google be sorted into? <laughs> First off, we need to explain what a Hogwarts house is. No, I hate Harry Potter. What? Hate it. So, ugh. No, hello. It wasn't a book when I was a child. I was already like twenty years old when it came out. (laughs) The only reason I even know what this question means is because one of my nine-year-olds is really into Harry Potter now. Listen, I grew, I grew up with Harry Potter, like. Sucks for you. you no, know, it was like my. We had Transformers though. and Thundercats when I was a kid. Oh, Harry Potter. Also, <laughs> anyway. uh, my answer is Gryffindor for Griffin Gryffindorfer. Gr- yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> you, you seriously don't know? No, I have no idea. I only know this for my kid. You're like an alien. No, yeah, I am okay, not. Why? You don't know the Big why Lebowski. You're giving me crap about Hogwarts. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Google is Gryffindorfer because they both start in G. Please, Harry Potter is a cultural reset, okay? Whatever. Whatever. Gryffindorfer <laughs> is my answer because Google and Gryffindorfer both start with the letter G. Oh, okay. Brilliant answer. <laughs> okay. I would say Slytherin because people who get converted into Slytherin are very ambitious and kind of like power and stuff. So, yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Survey yeah. says 34. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, Slytherin, that's where the bad guy's from, no? They're not bad. They seem bad. No, it's because there's one antagonist that is from there, like okay. Malfoy. But right, whatever. right, Malfoy. They're not bad. They're just, you uh, know, Malfoy. Like... He sounds bad, Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> they, name name ambition, like Malfoy? You know, there's nothing wrong with having ambition. Please. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with having ambition. But your answer is great because I really know what the hell you're talking about anymore. Anyway, that will do it for this week's In Search SEO podcast. Don't forget to tune in again next Tuesday for an all-new episode of, you guessed it, the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. So goodbye and toodaloo. Oh, no, I forgot. It's been In Search because we're all in search of something. Now I say toodaloo. Now I say toodaloo. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.